Triforce, it was gonna be like microchips and there was gonna be like circuits throughout it. Hey everyone, what's up? We're back with another episode of Rupees Over Ramen, the show where we talk about animation, creativity, the creative process, and tons of other nerdy stuff. And this episode is a special one. You may be wondering where the name Rupees Over Ramen came from, and I've talked about it in past episodes, but it comes from one Rupees, which is the currency in Legend of Zelda. So my love for that game and how much it's inspired me, my art style and just like who I am really in a lot of ways. And then two, ramen, because I love ramen, like top ramen, any, any ramen, bring me the ramen and I will consume. So yeah, today we are going to be talking about the origins of Legend of Zelda. For anyone who doesn't know what Legend of Zelda is, it's kind of like, it's a fantasy adventure game similar to Lord of the Rings or any other fantasy you can think of really. So it was created by two guys, mainly Shigeru Miyamoto, who produced the game. Probably heard of him, he's the one that created Mario, Metroid all the good stuff and then Takashi Tezuka and he was in charge of writing the story and the script so just kind of what each character says throughout the game it's kind of cool because in the credits of the game near the end they have their names but it's kind of like a it's kind of like an alias Shigeru Miyamoto is under S Miyahon and Takashi is 1010 in the credits i just found that i don't know it's just charming it's kind of cool i really like that yeah so a lot of times when people think about the original legend of zelda at least some people i've talked to they're like yeah man like i had the i had the n64 played that original ocarina of time and i'm like yeah that's not the original legend of zelda but it's it's a really good one i love ocarina of time the original legend of zelda was created on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and before that, the Famicom Disk System in Japan. So this was like way back when, in like the 1980s, basically. The graphics weren't intense. They were not like top tier. Maybe for the day, like people saw that and they're like, oh dang, this is, this is, this is the the chimichanga in a bag of chips. Like this is, this is great. So going into the animation and look development for this, it's kind of different since it's a it's a video game and like the animation techniques aren't super crazy with pixel art, at least at this point in time. So it kind of came from Miyamoto growing up in Kyoto and growing up in Kyoto, he had a lot of chances to kind of go on adventures and he wanted with this game in his own words, he said to give players a miniature garden that they can just put inside their drawer and pull out and explore that garden and see what it has to offer. And I think that's super cool. On Wikipedia, it talks about how Miyamoto explored nearby fields, the woods, caves. With the Legend of Zelda games, he wanted to impart to players that same sense of limitless wonder that comes through unknown exploration. And I think that's a super cool idea. It's actually something that I love putting into my stories. Unknown exploration or when something is unknown, it's someone's first time seeing it, experiencing something it's such a cool joy that someone can feel experiencing awesome things for the first time according to Miyamoto he said when I was a child I went hiking and found a lake it was quite a surprise for me to stumble upon it when I traveled around the country without a map trying to find my way stumbling on amazing things as I went I realized how it felt to go on an adventure like this and I think that's super cool because Legend of Zelda like the original one it's kind of like a top-down RPG type thing Kind of like the first RPG game, really. It's such an adventure. You're just walking around. You don't really start out with the map. You find an old man in a cave, and he's like, "It's dangerous to go alone. Take this," and he hands you a, he hands you a sword, 
and you take that and you're just like okay let's let's do this let's go out an adventure i think that's really cool giving a little background before legend of zelda came mario which everyone's probably heard of mario there's a new mario movie that's coming out pretty soon i talked about it on my youtube channel so with creating zelda miyamoto wanted to create it as something different than mario Similar to how like when they created Sonic, they're like, we want him to be the exact opposite of Mario. Zelda was kind of like that. He didn't want to just make like a Zelda skinned Mario game, you know, like just put like Link in a platformer and it's like do 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 or like, yeah, it's just it's, it's not as as awesome. So he wanted to make it different. So he came up with this idea of linear versus non-linear. So Mario is a side scroller. You start on one side of the screen and you move over to the other side of the screen. It is very linear. And with the original Mario games, you can't even go back. Like once you go forward, you can't go back. The screen stops there and side scroller. That's kind of where the name came from. As the screen is scrolling and you're just kind of jumping, you have some like vertical movement, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty linear. It's like A to B, it's pretty simple. With Legend of Zelda, it was non-linear. Not only was it top-down instead of like side-scroller, so you kind of look down at a bird's-eye view of little Link walking around, he's like doop 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 But along with that, it's non-linear, tons of different paths to go on. There's not really an exact way. You can go to one dungeon first or another dungeon. You can find this item or this bomb or whatever at, w at whatever point in the game. It's kind of like, open world is now nonlinear is like this idea that was like oh okay so people can actually explore the game it's not just going through a pre-described prescribed level and just being like da 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 a to b i'm done yay another thing that people may not realize is the legend of zelda was originally released on basically a floppy disk you know like the little square things with the circle and they're like you can hold like megabytes of information um, so they were made on the floppy dish, dish <laughs> disc. The reason why is because in Japan, they had the Famicom disc system. And Famicom stands for family computer. It was, that's kind of how it was marketed in Japan. And that was in February of 1986. And then in America, it was the Nintendo Entertainment System because Atari and other games, like video games almost died, really. I could go more into that. But Nintendo was one of the things, one of the companies that really saved video games. In America, it was released as the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it kind of looked like a VCR, like you'd open up this little flap, this little hinge, and then slide the cartridge in. Instead of putting it in like this, you'd slide it in like a VHS. And it was kind of in the marketing to be like, this isn't a video game system, it's an entertainment system. And like get people back interested in video games without using like that, what became a taboo word for a little bit. So it's 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 super cool. Like, but yeah, so that was in 1818. That would be crazy. 1988. And with that, the game was on a golden NES cartridge. And it is beautiful. I have one back home for my NES. It's, it's, it's just such a cool cartridge, really. It's super cool. So yeah, that's kind of where the idea came from. Might go into it a, a little bit more in another episode, but that's just kind of to give you the gist of where Legend of Zelda came from. Going on to characters in story. So you hear about everyone's like oh yeah zelda he's that guy with like the the green hat and he has a, the master sword and stuff and you're like no that's this link and some people just just make the joke uh for funds so link where does this name come from you might be like maybe like lincoln like abraham lincoln but no the hero link was named 
in Wikipedia it talks about how it was named so in part to connect players and insert them into this world, into this interactive role. Link was kind of something of a blank slate. Like a player could come in and be like, this is me and you could give, I am Link basically. Like it links you as a player into the game and makes you like care about the things that happen to this character like it is third person but you're really more involved in it than you would have been another interesting thing is it comes from the term hyperlink a little bit so a hyperlink you've probably seen one in like a word document or something or on the internet it's like blue and you click on it and it takes you to like another website maybe to like a video or something probably will put a hyperlink in in the description of this go check out that hyperlink the early zelda was kind of techie really kind of like that cyberpunk ish vibe the early legend of zelda you, you know the triforce it was going to be like microchips and there was going to be like circuits throughout it and it was going to be this like time traveling protagonist type thing link was traveling through time to different time periods and it's interesting because it's kind of come true it's kind of come full circle with breath of the wild they've added sheikah technology and if you're new to Legends of Zelda you're like what what is he talking about but basically I think it's really cool because it's come full circle they started with we want to make this techie game they're like no we're gonna make it more fantasy based but they still kind of like have just been a little sprinkle sprinkle of that techie stuff in there so I think that's really cool what is Zelda like what is that Zelda is the princess in the story and her name actually came from a very unlikely place. If I were to ask you, what does the Great Gatsby have in common with Legend of Zelda? You might be like, okay, I have no idea where he's going with this, but let's see. <laughs> so the author of The Great Gatsby was F. Scott Fitzgerald, and his wife's name was Zelda Fitzgerald. Around the world, Zelda Fitzgerald was known as a pretty prominent woman. Shigeru Miyamoto was like, I actually think that's a super cool name. I like the sound of it. Let's use it. So there we go. That's how Zelda got her name. Moving on to some more of the storytelling. The one who wrote the story in the script, like I mentioned before, was Takashi Tezuka. And this was for The Legend of Zelda on the NES. And with that, there's kind of the talking like, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. And it's interesting like with doing research into this episode, cause I didn't quite realize that he was the one, I, I always was like, Shigeru Miyamoto created Legend of Zelda. He's a super awesome guy. I never really thought of Takashi Tezuka. Looked him up, I'm like, oh, I've seen that guy before. And like, he, he's, still, he's still a part of Nintendo and he's made a ton of awesome games and stuff. But yeah, he was the one who wrote the story for The Legend of Zelda. With that, I think that's kind of where my love for storytelling started was with Legend of Zelda, which is why I gave this podcast the name Rupees Over Ramen, because it's something that goes super deep into my soul, like RPGs in storytelling and fantasy and all that. It all started with Legend of Zelda on the NES and then later with like the N64 and Ocarina of Time and then Minish Cap and Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild going back to the Super NES at one point and Link to the Past which is a super awesome game but with all that it was with the story with Link as that main character he kind of started as this blank slate like I talked about it in a prior episode Link doesn't really talk he kind of goes like ha ha hey yeah but he doesn't really talk. Like he's not like, hi, I'm Link. And he talks in the manga though. And 
This one is for the Minish Cap, but I grew up reading the one for Four Swords. I wish I had a copy of it, but I was able to find the Minish Cap. And it's pretty cool. It's like a pretty cool like art style. You can see that. I think it's just so cool how it all started with Miyamoto being like, hey, I want to make a game that's like walking around in this miniature garden and adventuring and having no map, just unknown exploration. And it's become this huge series that they've done an animated show for, which didn't do super good, but they did an animated show for it. And they've done tons of different games and manga and different links like throughout time, like the Link and Twilight Princess and Toon Link. And if you don't know what Legend of Zelda is, you're probably like, what is he talking about? But you're learning about it. Here you are. <laughs> You're learning more about Legend of Zelda. With that, if you're still like, okay, Legend of Zelda sounds kind of cool, but you know, I'm more of like a Tolkien fan or I like Harry Potter more. Like those, that's my fantasy. That's that's like what I like. Well, guess what? Takashi Tezuka was a fan of Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. And when he was writing the script and the story for Legend of Zelda, he took inspiration from his love for those fantasy stories. And that's where it came from, is from the fantasy built upon fantasy and different authors and the writers were inspired by those that came before them and that's that's how it works is you're inspired and you learn from an artist and you become more like that artist and you grow and learn and grow and learn and it just kind of continues on in this this endless cycle of growing and learning and being inspired by artists and writers and singers and whatever like people inspire us and the things that we create are inspired by the things that we take in each day the inspirations that are all around us even like where we live that can inspire what we create i really enjoyed this episode of rupees over ramen and i am super excited for the next one we're going to continue this discussion about legend zelda and about fantasy and what it means to me and why it's so powerful and important and yeah we will see you guys next time see you next next saturday bye